So welcome everybody to the latest episode of Before the Crowd, um, another virtual episode coming to you. Um, obviously, given the current situation, uh, this is done over Zoom at the moment. So I'm really lucky to have one of the newest and most upcoming country artists in the UK joining me today. Uh, Shannon Hines, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> That's all right. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, so kind of straight off the bat, I guess, the biggest news that's happening with you right now is your new single that's been released today yay it's out today it's been out for like however many hours now so um i'm excited it's doing well actually it's it's the best performing single i've had out of this whole like ep kind of circuit so and it's only three o'clock so i'm actually quite excited See that's what good what time did you release it today what was your release it's time midnight, midnight midnight last night so as soon as the clock struck midnight it's like cinderella Okay. <laughs> then the music comes out. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> the nice. truth so, comes out, especially with this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's interesting though, isn't it? Because everyone's still at home right now, so mm. everyone can stay indoors and, and listen to your music and, and yeah. get invested in the product. Well, do you know what? Honestly, I wasn't sure if now would have been a good time to release music. But then mm. it, 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 it was kind of going around because a lot of artists were talking about it. And then lots of people are saying this is the best time because people are sitting at home doing nothing. They can't go out. They can't go to gigs like I go to hundreds of gigs. And I love it. And I'm missing it like crazy. So people want new music. So I was like, why not? Just do it. We finished off the EP like um, remotely. So it was all, it's all good. Nice. That's, that's cool. So is this the first single that you've sort of released in this virtual world from the EP then? This, it, what, in the lockdown, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is the first single in the lockdown. I've released three singles 
from the EP so far. I think, and the next thing will be the EP. That comes okay, out. so you're just releasing it like single by single, and then yeah. you're going to put the whole product out. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Cool. So, is this, is this part of kind of the, um, the the grander marketing plan to give it? Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Like, but when I first started out, I was recording it. I was like, because I love albums. I don't know about you, but I miss the days where an album is released, say today, and you haven't heard eight of the songs on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, I really miss that day and that that when your favorite artist releases an album and you haven't heard anything it's just that's the best feeling ever you don't really get that anymore and you kind of especially I mean you know you're a musician as well I'm sure you've worked with tons of artists like you have you have to go especially as an upcoming artist and trying to break in you have to go with the way the industry is going so I was like I release singles I think when the EP comes out there'll still be a song no one's heard on it mm-hmm. so that'll still you know still kind of that surprising element of it but yeah most of it's been released as single so far it's interesting what you say and I, I know exactly what you mean about getting that album and like I remember being a kid and you know kind of before streams and everything I just running downtown after high school you know to go to HMV yeah, and, and get the latest released yeah oh I miss it do you remember <laughs> like you had like 12 songs or something that you haven't heard and then the, like, the song that you already love, which is their biggest single, is in the middle. And it's like, oh, I love this one. You get a bit of a dance. Oh, Definitely. I miss it. It's a shame. And you get the, um, the little uh, the pamphlet like with the CD. I mean, you look at all the lyrics and who wrote what on the song and who's playing oh, what instrument. Yeah. Oh, we're such musicians, aren't we? We'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, what, what are they going on about? <laughs> but it, it's, you know, I think a lot of people appreciate that. And, and when you have that, it feels like a connection to the artist as well. Like yeah. you've just discovered something oh, new. Yeah. It's like the past two years of their life in 16 songs or something. Like, and especially, especially in country music, like they're full on stories. And, um, mm. you know, it's just, yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's, I think it's really relevant in country music. And, and like, as soon as you said that, the, the first song that came to my mind was um, uh, Before He Cheats, you know, the Carrie Underwood yeah, song. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, well, when I first started, I used to play that song um, with, with like this cover band. And at first I was like, okay, and just kind of really focused on the music of it. And I was like, that's fine. But when I started listening to the lyrics of it, and I was like, wow, this is like a kind of, you know, women stand up for your right against, yeah. you know, these, these scumbag men. It's such a sassy song. It such is. It really song. is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you get that a lot. Like with my new single, actually, have you, have you heard um, Loretta Lynn, Fist City? Yeah, was she, um, oh no, I'm going to mix her up with someone else. I was going to say, did she do, um, what was her song, Coal Miner's Daughter? But I think I'm Yeah, yeah, that's her. Oh, that's her, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, th- this, uh, this, this song kind of, it's like my take on that in a way. Like one of the lyrics, if, if, you, don't, if you don't want to go to Fist City, and it's like, you know, it's like a, wo- a woman having a punch-up kind of thing. And that, like, you get a lot of that in country music because you get so many different, like, branches of it. And mm. the, the sassy country songs are just the best. I love them. <laughs> is that where you see yourself as? Is that where you see yourself as an artist in kind oh, of that no. sassy? <laughs> I wish, I wish I could be sassy, but I'm more of that soppy, deep, dark, twisted kind of songwriter. I think. <laughs> okay. This is like the I only love how you... song I've written. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great just sort of saying that with a smile as well. Um, yeah. It, it's... It kind of leads me to my question, but I, I wanted to ask a little bit about your songwriting process and sort of, you know, the basis of, of your lyrics and the inspiration. Where does that come from for you? Do you know what, Guy? Honestly, people ask me where, like, I think, I think that's a question a lot of songwriters get, where your lyrics come from. And I honestly don't know. Like, like I, I don't know where they come from. And I'm like, so sometimes I listen back to a song I've written like a week before. I'm like, that's a good lyric. <laughs> come up with that. And I struggle with lyrics. I really, really struggle with them. But also it's the thing I'm most proud of in my music, which is so strange. And like, I'm terrified of co-writing because I'm worried I can't come up with lyrics and a co-write. But then, I don't know, it's so strange. Probably because I'm drunk all the time when I'm writing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Country music. That's, uh, yeah. just talk, talk about whiskey and wine and, and you got the lyrics, yeah. right? Lots of wine consumed in this body. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is it uh, in your songwriting process that you kind of look 
more inwardly at yourself or do you take like maybe different scenarios or situations you come across and write about those yeah i do yeah i get i get inspired by other people's stories a lot um and then like like i've i've written songs about robbing a bank before do you know what i mean wow. and i have never robbed a bank believe it or not but like um and yeah <laughs> but like like i don't know i just get inspired by stories like you mm. can hear this like lots of things I haven't been through, but I can still write. I do write a lot about myself and my emotions and feelings and that kind of thing. But um, I do get inspired by other people as well, for sure. And their stories. I heard a, an interesting thing from, uh, it, it was a songwriter who, not necessarily in the country genre, but he was saying that when he, he writes lyrics and he writes songs and he's selling this story to the world, he tries not to make it too specific and he just sort of give just a general emotion of sort of you know like I feel really sad right now because yeah. it's just easy for people to latch on to is that yeah. something you would agree with or are you more personable in your lyrics about your own experiences um I don't know like if, I feel if I do if I do write like a very personal song I think there's probably someone out there who can connect either way whether mm -hmm. it's really personal or whether it's not and just like you said the whole emotion of sadness mm -hmm. I don't know, I think, I'm not sure if I agree with that, actually, because I feel if it's more personal, it's easier to connect with. I don't know if that's just me or... No, it's your take as a songwriter. It's, that's yeah. what I wanted from you, um, yeah. you know, which is great. Because I think his philosophy was sort of if, um, you know, one of the lyrics was, um, you know, I'm an outsider, I don't fit in with the in crowd, I'm on the outskirts of it, which was, oh, you know, wow. he's not really talking about anything too specific. He's not talking about, you know, but an adult could relate to that in their workplace or a teenager could relate to that with their high school or someone with their family. Yeah, um, definitely. But it's really interpretable, whereas I suppose if you're you singing about... it in any way you want. But mm. yeah, yeah, I get what you mean now. Like, you, you can people in different lives can interpret it how they want. Because have you ever listened to a song? Like, I'm sure there's a song that both of us have heard and we both hear it in a different way. Mm, yeah. I, re I really like that, actually. Yeah. I get what you mean now. No, I get what you mean. Yeah, definitely. But, but equally, like, and I, I'm not trying to deter your point at all, but sometimes I, I think fans appreciate that insight into an artist and see what they've been through. And yeah. it, might, it might not be as relatable, but it's, like you said, you're telling a story. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Music can be any of these things, and that's what's so incredibly special about it. Like, it's still evolving now. Like, there's mm. always something, and people have their different opinions. Some people will like that very specific moment, like crying under the tree. Do you know what I mean? But then someone would prefer that, oh, yeah, I'm an outskirt of any of this. Do you know, like that, that, that guy, so... Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's interesting how you said how, like, if you and I listen to the same song, we would get different things from it and I'm I'm a huge Jack White fan but oh, wow. I remember I remember listening to his album Blunderbuss when it came out and, and listening to one of the songs on it and was like oh this means x y and z to me and then revisiting that song about three years later and was just oh my god this is completely yeah. different now yeah 100 percent like it like even though like as going back to the lyrics again like I said I love lyrics but when I first hear a song it probably takes me about 10 listens to actually zoom into the lyrics which oh, is that's really interesting songwriter yeah i'm so i love melodies and i can like i'm not necessarily religious which as you know that's a, a big topic in country music but if i love a melody of um a song and it's got a religious religious content in a way i can still love the song it can still be one of my favorite songs because of the melody which is really strange as a songwriter and saying before how proud I am and how much I love lyrics. But yeah, it's strange. No, I, I completely relate to I'm, I'm listening to it at the moment. I, I want to call, call them like the, the Kentucky Saddlers, but I don't think that's their name. Uh, and they, they did a cover of, you know, the song Spirit in the Sky. And like, you got to have a friend oh, in Jesus and all that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not a religious person, but still really catchy. It's a great yeah, melody. Yeah. melody. <laughs> Are you singing along to it? <laughs> yeah but I guess like talking about that inspiration and stuff do you find that you know the, the current situation we all find ourselves in of sort of locked indoors has that influenced and impacted your songwriting no 
I'm struggling like hell at the okay. moment for writing. Yeah, I've I've written a couple of things, and only one song that I think I'll ever play live that I think is good enough. I'm struggling really bad, and I'm putting pressure on myself because you see all like all, all your peers and all the other musicians. Um, a lot of them are writing like crazy because they've got the time, mm. but I'm I'm the opposite at the moment. I'm hoping it comes but maybe I should start forcing myself, but I don't really like to do that. Um, what do you think that uh, it is that's given you this kind of, I'll call it writer's block or, you know, sort of stumped you a bit. What do you think was the cause of it? I don't know. I don't know really. I mean, I'm at home with my family. Like mm. that, I don't usually live here and I'm at home. We're all at home together. I don't know if that is a thing because I'm out of my comfort zone or, Honestly, I, I wish I knew because I'd change it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Ho hopefully inspiration will come. So. Yeah, 100%. I guess it's, um, it, you know, it's not exactly that nine to five job, is it, where you just sit down and, mm. cool, I'm going to write a, an amazing country hit single this yeah. afternoon. It's <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that easy. <laughs> oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Everyone would be doing it if it was that easy. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I guess kind of from being at home then, because you've had to reach your audience and engage with your audience in a very different way how have you adapted yourself from sort of being you know a live artist um to to being a virtual one? Oh, i mean lots of videos you know lots of little um instagram clips of songs and stuff and then i did a video in a field in one of the fields next to me the other day as in promotion for this single that went mm -hmm. down really well um that that's probably the most the most viewed video I've gotten. It was just literally just me, a recording and just like a 360 video. And that went down really well. And it's something I, d I can't usually do because I'm in London in the city. Um, definitely playing on the um, countryside kind of thing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you might as well whilst you're there. It's great. Exactly. You know, we haven't actually mentioned the name of the single yet. Oh yeah, uh, it's Country Words. Country Available Words. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just occurred to me because obviously like if people are listening to this podcast and maybe get bored and actually want to jump out, uh, they can go and listen to that single. So well, I was like, yeah, we should actually, because I'm going to put the name in the description, but I was like, you know, we haven't actually mentioned the name of it yet. So it's, yeah. it's great to put that out there. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how you said sort of coming out of the city, how maybe you can engage in the audience in a different way from sort of utilizing mm. the fields and, and literally the countryside around you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like I get more inspiration when I'm walking around like in the countryside and in the fields and stuff, because you're just thinking you're not having like, so you know, when you're walking down the streets in London, like Regent street or Piccadilly circus, mm. the kinds of people and things you see is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> just weird. And here's me here in Wales walking around a field, and there's nothing to distract me. Mm. So your mind goes to all of these different places. And it's, yeah, it is actually a different kind of inspiration. And it's actually weird that I'm not writing a lot. And I'm not, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's I guess a weird thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I guess sometimes it, it might hit you further down the line or yeah. from being in the countryside and sort of being, um, you know, peaceful, uh, you know, against sort of London society. Maybe when you go back to London society, you're suddenly going to sort of have that yearning for the countryside yeah. and maybe it will come out in your songwriting. Oh, I, I know I will have that. <laughs> I know I'll have that. <laughs> Are you looking forward to going back to the city when all of this is over? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm sure you're the same. Like, I, lo I love being here and being home with my family, but I'm missing normal life. Mm. You know what I mean, like g going to gigs and playing live and you I'm sure you're the same, exactly the same. Um, but yeah. I'm trying to make the most of it because I think in a couple of years time when we're back to our normal life, we're exhausted. Like, you know, we all push ourselves too far. I'll be wanting this back. Yeah. I know not, not this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like just having the time to stop. Yes. I would never wish for this pandemic back for sure. No, 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 no. I did not think that. I, I, know, I know completely what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really weird not not playing gigs. I like all of us. We've sort of had them cancelled and and they're not happening. Um, I, I was just I was on a walk yesterday. And I just really thought to myself, God, I miss playing with bands. I miss playing music so much. Yeah, I know. You know. 
crazy. It's so weird. Like it's weird having a single out and not having a gig to go to to play it. And do you know yeah. what I mean? It's no single release. There's no no, no nothing. Yeah. Mm. Is that something that you're going to do in the future and sort of have a, a sort of belated single release or? Well, God, I mean, I wanted to do a big EP release, but I think we'll still be in, I don't think gigs will be happening when that comes out. Um, so maybe the end of the year, hopefully, if like, you know, the smaller gigs, if we can get them back, I'll do mm. something. But yeah. I was talking to somebody else about this in a, in a podcast episode and we were saying because if we sort of, you know, what is it, July, it's meant to be about hospitality and the pubs mm-hmm. open in England, um, but all the festivals are cancelled. So maybe, maybe, yeah. well, maybe some of these little local gigs are going to pack out because people oh. want that live music, you know. That's so smart. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. You probably you've right. got, Well, I mean, what is it, you know, something like 80,000 people are at Glastonbury. I don't know what it is, you know, but all those people are going to be craving that live music they would normally have. You know. So when do you think it'll be when we'll be able to gig again? <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, don't say anything. God, don't jinx it. <laughs> oh, I, My, hope it, I hope it's at least this year. Oh, uh, I I was joking with another musician the other day because I had um, I think I had two gigs in in February because January was like dead because you know sort of after mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. And I had like two gigs in February, I think, and I was joking him, and I was like, at least I played a show this decade. And he was just like, no. Oh my God, that's a proper j- guy. This is your fault. This okay. whole thing is your fault. <laughs> but it's so weird. Like I know so many guys who are like working active people in our industry. And when you, I, I, mean, I know it's sort of bending the truth a little, but when you're sort of like, you know, you haven't played a show this decade, it's like, yeah. Jesus. Oh God, that Sorry. sounds scary, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's going to happen again. I mean, I'd yeah. like to think sort of hopefully when um, the venues and that, at least, you know, the pubs and stuff, the small, small venues open up, maybe sort of August time, but I think the bigger shows, maybe end of the year. I, I'm not even sure of that, you know, but like these big, like, have you heard of Country to Country Festival? Oh yeah, it got cancelled, yeah. No, and then, so that's in March every year. And I don't even think that will happen next year. Really? Wow. I don't think we'll be able to do anything like with big, like 70,000 venues. So, you know, like any big band that we'd want to see. I'm not sure if we can do that until there's a vaccine. I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you've seen it. My friend Chris sent it me this morning. There's a a concert in America where people are socially distancing and it's, you know, uh, yeah, it's, you know, like a whatever it is, 10,000 person venue. <laughs> it's just like, you know, a hundred people scattered sort of across it. And it's, it's so weird. It's just like a big sound check. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh my God. It was like, I think I saw something about that. I saw something about Keith Urban this morning, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, oh a similar kind of thing of, of like a gig, socially distant? Yeah, or? I think it was something about people going in cars and sitting in their cars and watching... I'm not sure. I'm probably talking rubbish now. I just briefly saw it. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, not the same though, isn't it? Like they're going to do open air cinemas in cars and stuff. So it'll be like going back to like the Grease days. <laughs> I was literally just going to reference that movie and say, it'll be like stranded at the drive-in. <laughs> yeah, literally it is. It is. Oh my God. Things are going to change so much. It's going to be so weird. What do you think are going to be the next steps for specifically country music in the UK? Because I, th- I think a lot of influence comes from America, but where, where could you see the country scene going over here? Oh, I, I, honestly, I don't know. And it's one of the things that terrifies me most, actually, um, about trying to make a career in country music, because I'm not sure how it's going to build. Mm. I, mean, I, I don't know, like... It, it, it does really, really scare me because obviously it's such a niche market here. And I feel like there is, oh my God, people are going to hate me. <laughs> I feel like there is kind of like a glass ceiling at the moment. Mm. And I feel like we just need someone to, I mean, who are the ones that are realistically making a living out of it? The Shires, Ward Thomas at the moment, like Twinnies doing really well. Like I feel, I feel like there's a glass ceiling at the moment. I'm sure we can break it and I'm sure there will be somewhere we can go mm-hmm. but at the moment it really does scare me that 
I'm not going to be able to do this as a living. Do you know what I mean? But. Yeah, it is scary. I do kind of know what you mean about the glass ceiling. And mm. I had this, the weirdest experience with, because like, obviously like you and I sort of play together and, you know, we, and the country music over here is, like you said, it's kind of got that glass ceiling a little bit. And I remember playing some country tunes in, I was in the, uh, the Southern US and I've never seen a crowd change. They just started line dancing. Really? And everyone knew how to do it. It was they just <laughs> fell into line dancing to like that was uh we were like just in Louisiana, uh, oh, just outside yeah. of massive there, isn't it? And it was great. And we I think we played um I don't it was like a George Strait tune or just a Dang. do you know what I mean? Like an old yeah. an old one. And I just couldn't I remember like proper guys in like you know the Stetsons and the like yeah. that element of country. Have you ever been to Nashville? I haven't. I would absolutely love to go. No, you should yeah. go and you should play on Broadway because that, I mean, as a drummer, God, I bet that's so fun. You get free shots and everything. Like people just buy you shots and then you get the drummers like hammered, half cut, like playing drums, playing all these cover songs. You'd love it. Oh, but where, where was that? So did you say on Broadway or on in Nashville? Broadway, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were, um, when you said that and you said Broadway, I thought you meant like the New York one. I was like, wait, what? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, that downtown on Broadway. You know, like the famous street mm-hmm. in Nashville? That's called Broadway. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. I was like, wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to do you know that. What, actually, saying that, like, wh- how long ago was it we played together? Maybe seven, oh. no, six years ago? No. No, it's got to be. I, I think it was about four. What are we, 2020? So about 2016, I think. So about yeah. four years. Yeah. But country music has changed so much since even then. Mm. It actually gives me hope. Like, I didn't know anyone then in, in country music. And no, like, there was no Shires, War Thomas, anything back then, I don't think. So that actually gives me hope. That reminded me when we played. Yeah. I got you. Do you think those guys are definitely, like, you know, the Shires, are they pioneering the way forward for country music? I think so, yeah. I, I think so. I think there's a lot more people that, could also be pioneering as well and that deserve to pioneer. I'm not saying that the Shires don't because they, I really, really love them. Um, and they're doing so much for the UK country scene. But um, I think we, we could definitely do with some more. And this, like some of my friends are so talented and they deserve to be up there with the Shires. But yeah. What's your... Um... Up, isn't it? <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to ask you a question and it's, uh, I don't know, maybe a bit controversial, but what's kind of your opinion when, you know, you have these sort of, these stars like um, Shania Twain or Taylor Swift, who kind of, you know, start as these, these country singers, but then kind of get moved over from the big labels into becoming pop artists. What's your opinion on that? I mean, I love both, both of them, Taylor Swift and, um, Shania Twain like it's oh I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking I'm not sure I don't don't know whether to say it or not like I'm kind of like I I I still love Taylor Swift's music but I'm not sure if she has like obviously there's the whole artistic thing like do you know who Casey Musgraves is um did, yeah, did she do? No. You might know some of her songs. You might not know her by name, but you'll know some of her songs. And I'll send you her latest album. It's not like she, she used to be one of the most traditional modern country artists, um, mm. like pedal steel, all that old school kind of feel. And her latest album has definitely gone into that pop genre. Like, okay. um, but it's so artistic. So I get that from an artist perspective of wanting to be more artistic, try different things. If you've had five albums out, of course you want to try something different. That's what musicians do, you know? Like you, what, you want to stick your fingers in loads of different genres, country, pop, rock, whatever. Yeah. But I do think some of them are moving into pop because there's more, I don't want to say more money, but there is, obviously that is, I think that probably is something you get. There's more opportunities, all that kind of thing. Um, like e- e- even my producer, he pushes me to be a bit more commercial sometimes. And like, I, I love the old school feeling, but I am kind of, it's like my, my, my most traditional song is my, the one that's doing worst. 
Okay. I mean, even at this, I know it doesn't mean much at this stage, but like the most one that I love the most is the one that's doing the worst for everyone else. That's interesting. Like everything is very. But I guess that sort of comes down to, and this is obviously sort of going back to what you said about making a living, whether as an artist you want to play and release this stuff just for yourself because you love that music or because you want to do it because it's going to make you money. Yeah. I mean, I want to do both. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I want to do both. But then you mentioned Taylor Swift. She doesn't need the money. So why has she gone pop? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's interesting, and she's—I don't know what she's like. Artist of a decade, she's got to be a multi-millionaire. Like she, as soon as she did put what that one foot into pop, that's when she became artist of the decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I prefer her country stuff. Like her her last proper country album or classed as country album, but still had pop influences, was my favorite. Like Speak Now is my favorite album she's ever done, but. She wasn't the Taylor Swift we know. Mm, yeah. Like, different artist. Yeah, different artist. It's one of those things where there's no right or wrong, is there? Like, everyone has different opinions. We don't know because everyone has their, like, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. And, like, talking about Shania as well, I mean, cause, you know, she had this huge comeback and she sort of, I think the controversy around her and her personal life overshadowed her. Like, I was... Um, <laughs> I was I was jamming along to um, "Honey, I'm Home" the other day. Oh, like, so I love that. I love that song. And that's a sassy country song. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, yeah, it is. <laughs> she is so good. I love her, but it is a shame about so her personal life was so um, so connected to her musical life anyway, and it is kind of a shame that that overshadowed it. For sure. Yeah, one of the um, the best acts. I've seen was um, <laughs> it's about a year ago, and it was a Shania Twain um, cover act. But it was uh, it was called the Shania Choir, and it was about a dozen drag queens oh stood singing Shania Twain songs. <gasps> That's amazing. Where did you see that? This was a, a uh, I, I was helping put together a music festival in Australia. And and they were one of the acts, and it was um, just bizarre, amazing. And they each played Shania in like a different stage of her life. So it was like country Shania, oh. and leopard print Shania, and then. And were yeah. they actually really good as well? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. really good. Oh wow, that's so good! <laughs> I, I want to look on YouTube and see if there's any videos. <laughs> gotta gotta try to find them out, yeah. yeah. Um, but coming back to you as an artist as well, so. Um, obviously, you know, we're talking about the single and the audio that's coming out. Are there any music videos that you're working on to accompany any of the tracks on the EP? Uh, well, not at the moment, unfortunately. We've got, I'll have a lyric video coming out. Um, I mean, it all depends, really. I, I doubt I'll get a music video for this one. That mm. might be something that comes after. Like, obviously, it's, it's, it's very expensive to do that. And obviously, we're in lockdown, can't do all that but it could be something I could I've got a few live videos out um but I haven't actually done a music video yet like a you know like a proper what are they called music? yeah yeah like with the actors and the different yeah, cameras yeah. And, and everything yeah. else yeah I haven't done one of those yet but I'd love to I'd love to eventually but I'm not sure if it'd be anytime soon I suppose it's a lot of money a lot of organization as well yeah. isn't it and I'd want to do it properly as well I wouldn't want to do like a half-hearted thing. But yeah, and also I think people quite like live videos. Mm. It's a taste of what you're going to be like yeah. when, when they go and watch you play at a gig. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But eventually I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to do that, but we'll see. Maybe after the EP is out, see which one's the most popular and I'll do a music video for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so talking about the EP, you, you kind of mentioned earlier some of the, the, you know, the way you love albums. Is there sort of like an overarching story or theme to this EP? Oh, good question. Oh my God, I haven't even thought about that. Um, no, yeah, actually, there probably is. It's a, I mean, I have emotional barriers. Oh, we're getting deep now. <laughs> I have emotional <laughs> barriers and like three out of the four songs on the EP are about that. Mm-hmm. actually yeah like they all are there's one about me running away from a relationship there's one 
yeah, that they're all, yeah, it's probably emotional barriers. Every, oh my gosh. Yeah, every song is probably about me not opening up and, you know, being afraid of that letting go and being in love with someone. And it's a very scary thing, isn't it? Like lots of people agree with me, a lot of people don't. But for me, love is what I'm most scared of in the whole world. Um, so it's, it's probably that, yeah, for the EP. So is that sort of, um, like you said, those emotional barriers and, and that kind of commitment and that whole world of love? Um, yeah. I, th- I think it's interesting. It's such a, love is a subject that I think is used probably more than anything else in songwriting. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's still ways, and, and you're obviously a living proof of this, but there's still ways to, um, I was going to say, not maybe not exploit the subject in music, but really... Um, showcase the different sides of it within an artist's music yeah but you know what like a couple of years ago I used to um I used to hate writing about love and I didn't want to write about love and it's only until you've said then that I've realized I mean they're not the songs aren't about love they're about other things but it's it's like that it's all these love branches do you know what I mean like I used to hate writing about something. I was like, I'm not going to write songs about love because everyone does it. But it just happens that they were the best songs I wrote. So they're going on the EP. Like it makes sense. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're not love songs, but I don't know. I, don't I know. guess it kind of comes back to what we were talking about earlier. And it's, you know, are they maybe the best songs or the most popular songs because I think all of us, whether it's one-sided, two-sided, whatever capacity, all of us have felt some degree of love and affection and compassion in our lives. But um, it's literally the thing that makes the world go around, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, like everyone, like you said, everyone feels love or not having love or losing love or wanting love. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's probably the most curious thing in the whole entire world. And I think... I don't know about you, but I think about love every single day. Every yeah. single day. And you feel it every single day. Oh my God. It's so weird. I always like the uh, Oscar Wilde quote when he says, you know, I fall in love twice a week. Um, <laughs> what and yeah, just, that? What's that one? Oh, uh, I don't know what it's, I want to say it's from Dorian Gray, maybe. Um, oh. I, I can't, I'm not sure off the top of my head, where, or it might have just been something that he, yeah. Oscar Wilde said, like when he, he kind of went through the airport and they said, what have you got to declare anyone or oh, only my genius? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, maybe it's one from his own mouth. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really odd because these different perceptions of love and, you know, someone who you could see someone in a street, like maybe you just start talking to a, a stranger in a bar and you suddenly feel this sort of connection and affection towards them. 100%. But it's almost, I don't want to say delusional, but it's something we fabricate in our own minds and I think is relatable to everybody. Yeah, I think that's definitely, I think people do fabricate it in their mind because everyone, there's a song, the song that hasn't, that's not out yet is actually about, it's about like my old neighbour and she was an old old woman and her husband died Mm. and the way, when she would talk about him, her eyes would light up and the song is called fear blinds me. Um, and it's about that fear of falling in love and being able to fall in love, but wanting it so bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the, the whole song is about just me. You can, you can want to be, um, like you can be a, a scientist at all of this kind of stuff, musician and have great success. But all you really want at the end of the day, when you're 90 years old, is to have that love mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's what the song is about it's, yeah it's so weird the conversation has gone that way but it's like it you can strive for so many things in life but all you really want is that moment like you said in that bar meeting someone and just wanting love and mm. wanting to fall in love do you know what I mean 100% I think there's um it's a few things at least where I feel right now in my personal life, where I think things that are really important because I think when I kind of got over this whole, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do for a living necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone might work in 
the supermarket, someone might, you know, have the best job as a heart surgeon, but you know, it's great to help people. And I think as long as you have that attitude of help and make that effort, that's what's important. Yeah. Um, as you said, it's love that makes the world go around that compassion for others. Yeah. But you know, your other half might not necessarily care about what you do, but it's what's between you. That's yeah. important. percent. I, I completely agree with you. It's just happiness, isn't it? The most important thing in life is happiness and being yeah. kind to people, I think. Yeah. And I guess when it doesn't always go that way, that's what makes for great songs. Yeah, yeah. In a way, I don't want to fall in love. Then I won't be able to write songs. <laughs> I don't no, what you got to write a love song. <laughs> what you got to do is you got to fall in love and then like horrendously break up with them and then write about that experience. Oh, I've done that. that. That's my like, that's my go-to. That's what I always do. <laughs> the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> I'll have to um I'll have to send you a link to to this album of this this indie band Gang of Youths and their fantastic music but the premises of going back to kind of concept albums um the the lead singer was in love with this girl and you know together for years in you know proper sort of high school romance scenario oh I love that and uh are you know what gonna like what I'm about to say then? oh no <laughs> um well the, you know well she got she got cancer actually and they had to work through it together and they were in Paris and she told him about it and they worked through the cancer but then she got better which is amazing and then she breaks up with him what what and this album is the story of that yeah oh my god you gotta send that to me because some friends had kind of shown me like one or two you know the singles from the album Mm. and um like one of the main hits from it is say yes to life and the other one is a heart um the heart is a muscle and it's like yeah these sound great great songs well produced everything else and they were like yeah but you gotta listen to the album but read this and you know know this information before you go in and then just all ties together and i was like wow this is one of the best albums ever um there's kind of like a running joke but amazing sorry it sounds amazing that album i'll um yeah i definitely uh, like after the podcast i'm definitely going to put you a a link to it so you can check it out it's, yeah. it's really cool yeah. gang of youths yes yeah oh, amazing oh, um, I love like that's a story it's like reading a book isn't it absolutely there's um <laughs> it's a bit of a a running joke almost between the fans of that band right now because the lead singer um his his father's just passed away and just died oh my god this poor jen <laughs> yeah but everyone's like oh that's really sad but write about it because we know it's going to be amazing <laughs> oh my god oh bless him yeah. I mean, it's, it's this weird scenario now where the fans are feeding off the unhappiness of an artist to maybe not in a malicious way but to to get that but almost like I, I look at music sometimes as self-medication and through maybe as you were saying your heartbreak or going back to your neighbor you've kind of fed off that sadness to embody it into music yeah like I was I was talking to someone the other day about how passionate I am about having like an outlet like everyone should have an outlet and I just feel lucky that I found mine so easily like you're probably the same like your outlet is probably drums do you know what I mean like you just go if, if you don't if you've got some kind of crazy emotion you go to that drum kit it's the same for me and I'm lucky that I feel so incredibly grateful that I've found that because some people don't. And I just feel, because I am such an emotional person, like I'm all over the place. And if I didn't have my music and I didn't love my music how I did, I don't know how, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how I'd survive. Do you know what I mean? And I think like, that's, that must be what um, that Gang of Youths guy does. Mm. Like, it oh, all, like, it's therapy. Like, it's like therapy. It's like a form of therapy. And I believe in therapy. I've never actually done it, but I, I believe in it. Like, I believe it's important. It's really interesting you said that because um, that, that kind of concept of having this, this go-to, you know, whether it's drums or music or, or even sports for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred Yeah. Well, I completely ag- agree with you and understand it. But what fascinates me and completely bewilders me are the people who get through life without that. I'm like, how do you, how do, you do it? I'm jealous of them, actually. Like, really? Even, well, yeah, even though I love music, but oh, I don't know. I don't know. It would be amazing to like, cause they, maybe they don't need it. 
Like I That's need, cool. I need music yeah. because, because I am so emotional and like, I, it does go into my music, but some, these people might not need it. Do you know what I mean? But then they don't feel, and I wouldn't like to not feel, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, it baffles me. Do you know what I mean? Like it baffles me how people don't have it. And I feel, oh yeah. Yeah, it's really strange. I can't imagine not having that, you know, whether as an artist, as a player, as a listener, mm-hmm. um, not having that, just nothing compares to it Yeah. in the world, I think, yeah. for me at least. Yeah, it's, it's, nothing. it's the most amazing feeling. And that's what I mean. Like, I just feel so lucky. I found a love and a passion that does burn so bright for me. Do you know what I mean? Mm, definitely. Um, kind of as we started to wind down now, and I, I know we've almost touched on it a little bit, but what would you kind of say your, your kind of main influences were and are currently as an artist? As in other artists or? Um, yeah, I mean, other artists or maybe inspirational people or, yeah. Yeah. So someone asked me this the other day. They asked me to write an article of my three top women or top women that have inspired me. And I couldn't think, honestly, I could not think. Because all, all I can think of is that there's an artist. I love Ashley Monroe. I don't know if you know her. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You'll know, you'll know that because of me. I just remembered, yeah. Um, I love her. And I think my music is the way my music is because of her. Like that, the way, like when I, when I, in, when I found her music, you're laughing because you know, <laughs> I feel like I, I found my place in, in music and country music and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, I don't know. My mum, I mean, I love my mum and I'm very similar to her. My friends, like, okay. honestly, like someone asked me to write it only last week and I, I struggled. I really, really struggled to um, just find three. Like, I love Julie Andrews and how kind she is and how, like, Dolly, the way mm-hmm. she lives her life. But then I just go to think, I don't know how she lives her life. This could all be a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, the, way, the, way she, the way she is in the media and the way she holds herself in the industry and how she puts her music out and how she does good for others. I mean, if, if, if we're just talking about artistry here and me in my music career, I definitely, I'd want to follow in her footsteps, mm. just as a person, as a musician, as a writer, as a vocalist, Yeah, like for sure. It's great. I think it's interesting as well, because it's, I, I kind of like, will often ask this in a podcast as a kind of sort of closing question to really get to the root of, uh, of people's music. But I think you're the first person who's ever given such a, a holistic and heartfelt response as to say, you know, my mom, my family, my friends. Um, and I think that probably relates to the genre and, and the style of your music as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I try to be an honest person. I think I get, I get very inspired by, like, if someone, if someone says to me, and this is a silly example, but if they're like, oh, I watched Hercules today, I'd be like, oh, I want to watch Hercules now. Like, I, <laughs> I, I get very, like, inspired by other people and, like it, like I take things in. Mm-hmm. Like it's, e- I'm, I'm very, e- I'm very easy going, and I take things in. Like if mom, if my mum is like, "Do you want a cup of coffee?" I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee." It's yeah. my, I don't want one, but I'll just have it. Do you know what I mean? Just silly things like that. But I find it's it hard. To be really inspired by people who I don't know. Okay. Because I think at the end of the day, I just want to be a good person. Mm. like yeah of course I want to do music and I want to be successful but like we like we just discussed I just want to be happy and yeah it's the main thing isn't it um I I had to laugh when you spoke about Ashley Monroe because (laughs) (laughs) well you put me onto on onto her for a start and I think I, I can pretty much sort of attest my love of country music probably from really starting to play drums with you and sort of going from there really yeah and I think it set me on a path, which was great. But I, the reason I was laughing because I, I was listening earlier today actually to an Ashley Monroe song. Uh, you, you probably already know it, Monroe Suede. Yeah, um, I love it. And as soon as you said about um, writing about a bank robbery, and I just thought of you wow. and Ashley Monroe as outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> that song is. She is such a cool songwriter, isn't she? Mm, like, yeah. 
Oh. Next time she's over in London, you can come and see her with me. Because she puts on a great show as well. She's just so honest and so herself. But, um, yeah. I, th- I, I, I love how I said that. that you can come and see her with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's covered. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that sounds like an amazing idea. Let's, let's yeah. go and see Ashley Monroe when she comes yeah. back. Definitely. Definitely. Nice one. Oh, I love that. that honestly, that makes me so happy that. Because, oh, thank you for telling me that as well. Thank you. No, that's all right. Because of that. No, 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 but you're, you're really welcome. It's, um, then it's very heartfelt and very truthful. I, I think it, it genuinely did. Um, yeah, I, I guess kind of just as we wrap up now, I just wanted to put it over to you just for a chance to, I, I'm going to put like a link in the, um, in the description and maybe we can, we can play one of the songs as well. But if you want to plug your socials now, uh, tell us where we can find the single, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, the single, along with all my other music, is everywhere. So it's on Spotify, um, Amazon, Apple Music, all under Shannon Hines, H-Y-N-E-S, really easy. Um, I'm on Facebook, which is Shannon Hines Music. And then Twitter, Instagram is S underscore Hines Music. That underscore is the bane of my life. <laughs> I hate it. Um, but I can't find anything else. So yeah, S underscore Heinz music. And That's I'm, amazing. Go and join the fun. Is there a Shannon Hines somewhere who is like, you know, just someone who's got like 10 followers and doesn't have to use the oh, underscore? Don't get me going. <laughs> okay. I love it. You probably like stalked her founder. Yeah, I took the underscore out, but then it's like Shines music and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to have the underscore in it. So eventually, eventually I'll try and buy it off whoever's got it. But it's a good idea. Now, <laughs> nice. Um, on that note, Shannon, thanks for being a really open and honest um, interview and part of this episode. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Guy, honestly, thank you so much for having me. And I had so much fun. I've seen <laughs> you in years, so it was. It was really great and thank you for having me and I can't wait to listen back to it. <laughs>